Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Welcome to our Easter online Sunday service. Today we celebrate the resurrection and we thank God for the love that sent Jesus to the cross. We thank God for the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And we don't just think of the dusk, but also the dawn. You know, some people like Easter because it's a great break and a pause time from the busyness of life. For others, it's a time when the family gets together. Most people know it's a great time to enjoy chocolate, Easter eggs, not so, bunnies. And here's a hint. I do love lint chocolate bunnies. They are awesome. But you know, enjoying a break, family time, chocolate are all good things. Each one given by God and given to be enjoyed. But most of us get the fact that even though these things happen at Easter, it's not the reason for Easter. Dusk is when darkness falls. That moment of the day when darkness descends, you know, dusk marks the beginning of darkness, the crucifixion of Jesus. Such was it brutality and barbarity that it was an act of spiritual darkness. But there are things that darkness succumbs to. And the one thing that darkness is penetrated by, the one thing that darkness retreats before, is the presence of light. Darkness does not shine into light. Light shines into the darkness. And Jesus said as he walked the earth in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If you're here for a life-giving message and you're online watching me right now, say after me, my heart's open, my mind's ready, I won't be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And the wonder of Easter is that God turned what was an act of darkness into an act of light. The resurrection. After the dusk came the dawn. And this is how a man who was the follower of Jesus, a doctor at that time, a man by the name of Luke, who wrote one of the Gospels, tells the story. He says in Luke 24, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood before them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. And for 2,000 years, Christians have celebrated those words. He is not here. He is risen. And what was historically a one-day resurrection celebration has over the centuries become a three-day affair incorporating Good Friday. And the different expressions of our faith celebrated slightly differently, but only one thing unites the different expressions. Easter is when the church comes together to celebrate, to proclaim this Jesus who died on the cross for you and for me. And three days later rose from the grave. 
therefore conquering death. And he conquered death for you and for me. And many think this is an outrageous claim to make. People don't usually come back from the grave. Even the disciples, the men who had been followers of Jesus, for three years, even they struggled to believe this new truth when the woman told them of the resurrection. In fact, Luke 24 says, but they did not believe the woman because their words seemed to them like nonsense, like nonsense. And even today, some discount this claim. They say, oh, they stole the body. But today I want to ask you this question. What if it was true? What if it was true? Did you know the Apostle Paul plays the what if game and asks in essence, what if this Christ did not rise from the dead? What if the resurrection didn't take place? What if it isn't true? Paul asks the question. And as I read his what if words, three thoughts come to life and they have to do with faith, with death and with life. And Paul had something to say about each. And these are his words in 1 Corinthians 15. If Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. So if Jesus had not raised from the dead, our faith is futile. Our faith is futile. He goes on and says in the next verse, then those also who have died in Christ have perished. Death is final. And then he says, if Christ had not been raised, life would be pitiful. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. So if Christ had not been raised, faith is futile. Death is final. And life is pitiful. And so to pull the resurrection matters. But thank God he didn't stop there because the very next verse that he writes is found in verse 20. He says this, but Christ really has been raised from the dead. He really has been raised from the dead. If that is true, if Christ had really been raised from the dead, then the chances are that everything changes. In fact, everything does change. Faith is not futile. Death is not final. Life is not pitiful. So with the time remaining, I want to quickly unpack what the resurrection means for faith, for death, and for life. Are you ready? Number one, faith is not futile. The resurrection deepens the meaning of faith. You know, I learned when I was skydiving, the more I learned about my equipment, the more I trusted that equipment. And faith is about trust. Faith isn't something that you just jump into. Faith is a relational trust in a person. You actually know something about the person. And on the basis of what you know, you step forward and take a step of trust. And the resurrection deepens the meaning for me of faith. It tells me a number of things. Number one, it tells me faith is not faith in faith. Did you hear me? Faith is not faith in faith. It's not the power of positive thinking. Faith has an object. It's faith in a person. It's faith in the God we meet in the person of Jesus Christ. Number two, faith is not illogical and it's not unreasonable. Critics often portray Christian faith as some weird religious type of just leap into the dark where you just jettison your brain. 
No, that's not even close. Faith is not illogical. Faith is a relational trust in a person, but it's also a reasoning trust. It engages our minds and our hearts. Psalm 9 verse 10 says, those who know your name trust in you. We trust because we know, because we know what God is like. Therefore, we trust him. Therefore, the resurrection deepens the meaning of faith because we get to know what God is like through what he's done. Through giving his son on the cross and him being raised from the dead. We see through that that God is loving. God is gracious. God is so merciful. And because I know that, I can trust him with my life. You know, I met him as a 12-year-old boy. And he's walked with me my entire life, ever since that first day I engaged with him. For me, the resurrection best fits and explains the known facts. The resurrection best fits and explains the empty tomb. The resurrection fits and explains the fact of the eyewitnesses. We're talking about multiple eyewitnesses. And the resurrection has the best explanation for the transformed disciples who were willing to die for this new truth. Come on, think about it. If the disciples had perpetrated a hoax, they were then prepared to die and go to death over it. They died then for a lie. No ways. You know, they believed it was true and gave their lives for this truth. The resurrection fits the facts. It explains the survival of the church over the last two centuries. And so my belief is an act of faith. And what is faith? It's a reasoning trust. There is evidence for it. And on the basis of all the evidence, you can take a step of trust. A trust that is indeed true. That Jesus did indeed rise from the dead. So number one, faith is not faith in faith. Number two, faith is not illogical or unreasonable. Now, without the resurrection, Paul said faith is futile. But with the resurrection, faith is now a deep, intelligent, profound trust in the person of Jesus Christ. The resurrection deepens the meaning of faith. Are you with me? Number two, death is not final. The resurrection changes the meaning of death. Resurrection is a very unique word. Its meaning is particularly profound and powerful. And that's why skeptics, you know, reinterpret the word resurrection, you know, for those that are anti-supernatural. And so they will say things like, Jesus isn't raised physically. You know, he's raised in our hearts. But that's not the way the eyewitnesses saw it. No, they saw a risen flesh and blood Jesus. Luke 24, while they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. The only reason we can experience the risen Christ spiritually is because he was first the risen Christ physically. We can have a resurrection experience spiritually because before it lies a resurrection event. And we can only relate to the real Christ because the real Christ rose from the grave. Paul believed it and Paul taught it in the New Testament. And he wrote it in 1 Corinthians 15. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. 
And there are four key verbs in this passage. Did you pick them out? Died, buried, raised, and appeared. It was speaking of Jesus Christ as a physical, historical person. Jesus physically died and was physically buried and therefore physically raised and physically appeared. And Jesus didn't rise to die again. Lazarus was raised from the dead to die again later. You know, on the 11th of February, 2013, I died twice and was resuscitated on the operating table. But unlike Jesus, I will die again. Actually, I almost have. Why? Because I was resuscitated, not resurrected. Big difference. What happened to Jesus was unique, powerful, and profound. Jesus said in the book of Revelations, verse 118, I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forever, forever, forever. I am alive forevermore. Amen. Resurrection means that death has been conquered. Resurrection was the day that death died. And so the resurrection changes the meaning of death. Jesus says it because I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Death is no longer something to fear. It's no longer a dead end, but a doorway which we can step through with joy and expectancy and hope. For me, it changes the meaning of death. It's not the end. You know, I lay in ICU for six weeks with little hope of recovery. And at no time did I fear death. Resurrection changes the meaning of death. It deepens the meaning of faith, but revolutionizes the meaning of death. That's the Easter message. That's the good news. And my final point, point number three is, life is not pitiful. The resurrection enhances the meaning of life. Paul wrote to a little church, and this is what he wrote to those Christians that were there in 1 Thessalonians 4. First off, you must not carry on over them like people who have nothing to look forward to, as if the grave were the last word. Since Jesus died and broke loose from the grave, God will most certainly bring back to life those who died in Jesus. His point is, we can have hope for the future beyond this life and our mere physical death. Resurrection doesn't only change the meaning of death, but it enhances the meaning of this life and the life that is to come. All of us will face some form of challenge in our life, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, whatever. You may be facing a really tough challenge right now as you're watching me online. And the Easter story for me, and I hope for you, the resurrection of Easter changes and enhances the meaning of life, because it tells us that this life is not all that there is to this life. This life is not all there is. There is a life to come. And the Easter resurrection enables us to look at our present life and our present tough, challenging circumstances in the context of that and from the perspective of a coming future. Because he lives I can face tomorrow. And when you look at the present from the perspective of the future, it changes everything. 
When we talk salvation, we put the resurrection in the middle of salvation. When Paul wrote of salvation in the New Testament, right at the center is the cross and the resurrection from the dead. He wrote about it. He wrote in Romans 10.9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's a promise of God. Jesus said in John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. And some of you are dead in your sins. That's what the Bible says, dead in sin. But because of what Jesus did, and not because we can earn or deserve it, our sins can be forgiven. And we can be made brand, brand new. Come on, that's the good news. That's the Easter story. That God did something that we couldn't do for ourselves. The tomb is empty. He is risen and the resurrection changes everything. Jesus continued, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. You need to know that when Jesus went to the cross for us, he paid the price for our sins. All my sins, I'm talking past, present, future. He dealt with it once and for all on the cross. And when he rose from the grave, he smashed death. He conquered it. So it no longer has power over us. Yes, he died. But the resurrection deepens the meaning of our faith. It changes the meaning of death. And it enhances the meaning of life. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. If you believe it, come on, wherever you're sitting at home, coffee shop, in a hospital bed, old age home, whatever, come on, just give God a praise of thanks for what he did for us. Resurrection Sunday. Come, let's pray. As I pray today, I know there are those who are hurting right now. There are people with struggles and trials. You have them in your life and you are facing uncertainty. And I want to just pause here for a moment. Perhaps you say, Mark, I need some prayer. Would you pray for me? You feel discouraged. Maybe you have some doubts. Maybe you're wondering why God hasn't done what you think God needs to do in your life. Maybe you can't move forward into your future because of fear. And you need prayer. I'd be really honored to pray for you. And just between you and God as an act of faith, if you're saying, yes, God, I want to reach towards you. I need a touch from you. Then I want you just to place your hand on your heart as I pray right now. As I pray, just allow these words to impact your life. Lord, I thank you that you are so good, that you are so big, that you know the intimate details of every situation, of every person that is watching me online with a need. And God, I pray that by your power, you would intervene. Right now, Spirit of God, I pray that you will move Move for those that are hurting. Move for those that are feeling alone. I pray that you'd be their ever-present help in the time of trouble. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be their comfort and a peace would come upon them that is beyond all ability to understand. I pray that it will rest upon them. And God, I know that everything doesn't happen as we want it to. But I thank you, Lord, that you work in all things to bring about good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And so I pray, God, you would give us the strength to push through, to move forward in faith. I believe you can bring life and, and through whatever circumstances we face, God, that I believe you can be glorified, even in the things that are hard for us to understand today. And so I thank you, God, 
that you are ultimately good. You are so good in every way and that you love us unconditionally. Now, as we stay in the attitude of prayer, I ask this question. I ask this question on the resurrection of Jesus. Do you believe? It's easy to believe at Easter time, even at Christmas, you know, it's easy to come online and have a head understanding and not a heart relationship. And many people understand it intellectually, but they've never personalized the reality of the resurrection. In other words, that Jesus did it for me, for me, whoa. So many believe that they must try and hopefully be good enough, hopefully be better than some other person, but never realize that the internal fear of not measuring up is all because they're dead in their essence. And many people don't realize that dead things don't stay dead when their resurrection walks in, in the person of Jesus. The same voice that called Lazarus out of the grave calls you out of your sin this Easter Sunday. It says, come out, there's healing, there's grace. It doesn't matter how big your doubts are, you know, how bad you've been, how alone you feel, how much you've messed up. He loves you. Yes, you, he loves you. And he's here to forgive you and make you brand new and fill you with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And Jesus is calling you today. In your heart, you know it. And, and, and today you're going to open your heart and believe in him and know him personally, not about him, but you're going to know him, not intellectually, but have a relationship with him. And I'm telling you, know this, you will never be the same again. He will forgive you and make you new. You know, those of you that say, that's me. That's why I'm online today. I want to believe it in my heart. I want to give my life to him. If that's you and you say, yes, that's me, Mark. I need his grace. I need his mercy. I need his forgiveness. I'm going to give him my life and my future. You know, it's understanding that there's more to this life than just this life. And so don't leave online regretting it. If that is you, pray this simple prayer with me right now. Join me now as I pray this. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Make me brand new. I believe you died and you were risen so that I can be forgiven, so I could serve you. Lord, fill me with your spirit so I can follow you for the rest of my life. I give you my life and I thank you for my new life today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. What an awesome decision you've just made. Come on, wherever you are, just worship him. Listen to me. Christ is risen. Christ is risen because he's risen for you. Faith is not futile. Death is not final. And the life is not pitiful. So as we end today's message, let's all move forward and share hope, show kindness, and shine Jesus. He is the light in the darkness.